She's Julie Roxanne. And he's Alistair. And And this this is Far Out. Out. A podcast about stepping off the beaten path and learning to live from our center. We were on the edge of our seats. We were screaming, we, losing our heads. We, we, like, when the game was over, we were like, oh, my God, like, it's 10 p.m. There's no fucking way I'm going to sleep. I feel so jacked up. I could run a marathon right now. Yeah. It was insane. And then and then afterwards, we put that energy to good use and had incredible sex. <laughs> But it's it's a saying that I've only heard in the U.S. is what I'm trying right. to say. That yeah. I've only heard people yeah, in the French U.S. use the <laughs> I don't hand smoke cigarettes. Great. <laughs> and he put it in, which like again tied the score at three three. That's when I almost passed out. I would have lost my shit if you passed out. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the last episode of 2022. My, uh, my, like, organized brain is not very happy because last episode of 2022 is 199, and I really wish we could have just made it all the way to 200, start fresh with 201, you know? Yeah. That's just what it is. Uh, 200 will be the first episode of 2023, and it'll be great. Today, we, after talking about the uh, World Cup final... How can you not talk about How can you not talk? It could have been its whole entire episode. Yeah. We talked about that, and then we spent some time kind of revisiting our relationship to work as a concept. Yeah. And what is It's very much in progress. It's It's totally in progress. It's a messy conversation um, that's kind of meeting us where we're at on this sabbatical. We hope you find value in it. Yes, we love you. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Hello, Far Out people. What up, people? Welcome, welcome. Welcome. If you're listening to this when uh, it comes out... You've opened your presents. Oh, yeah. Probably. Hopefully, if you're celebrating Christmas, hopefully you had a lovely one. Um, And hopefully we did too. We're recording just a little bit before Christmas, so... I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah. Um, And I think the only place we can start this episode at is with the World Cup. So first off, if you have not watched the World Cup, France versus Argentina, do yourself a favor, stop this podcast, go watch that, find a way to watch that World Cup. Seriously, take the time, take the time out of your life to go watch that, 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 that game. That was one of... That might have been the best sporting event I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. My my brother, who is quite the soccer uh, person and has been for, like, most of his life, told me that <clears throat> he was um, – that this is, like, the most intense he's ever experienced a game t- on a TV. He's like, he's, like, you know, going to see a game somewhere is different, but, like – he was losing his mind, and so were we. we're we. I almost passed out at one point, which I do not pass it, out. I'm not someone who faints. I almost did. Mbappe scored the second goal to tie the game in regular time, and you almost passed out. No, and- no, 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 no. He scored the second goal and tied, and you and I screamed for a solid two minutes before realizing we needed to hug each other to help <laughs> channel the energy. And then... He he had a penalty kick in this. I think it was like in the extra time, and he put it in, which like again tied the score at three three. That's when I almost passed out. I would have lost my shit if you passed out. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it was not because France was playing that. Like I, this was an objectively incredible game. I've heard from many many different people so far. This is probably the best World Cup final in history. You had the World Cup defending champions, two of the best teams in the world, and you had incredible storylines. Mbappe, the young phenom who's already won a World Cup at 19, coming back to win a back-to-back one. At now 23, and and he's a fucking wizard. And you have Messi, who's gone his whole soccer career. This is probably, this is his last World Cup. 17 years. Has not won a World Cup. And he's carried his team scoring in almost in every round of the World Cup 
to get here. And Messi ends up scoring two of the goals, and Mbappe has a hat trick and scores all three of France's goals. Uh, we were on the edge of our seats. We were screaming, we, losing our heads. We, we like when the game was over. We were like, "Oh my god! Like it's 10 p.m. There's no fucking way I'm gonna sleep. I feel so jacked up. I could run a marathon right now." Yeah, it was insane. And then, and then afterwards, we put that energy to good use and had incredible sex. <laughs> You're correct. Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out. It was also very good. A great tip because we were both like, "What do we do?" I'm so jacked. I feel like I could go in the ring right now. This is what you do if you have a partner and you're feeling that jacked. Is like use that energy for good, um, which which we did not. That definitely helped. That is that that was a good. That is a good tip, and that was definitely a good use of that. But this honestly was like one of those moments. Where I'm like, oh. I understand why my brother is obsessed or has been obsessed for most of his life with this game. I understand why people care. And then when I hear people It was a say, religious event. Oh, it, 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 totally, it totally was. It was... Uh, and, and, you know, it was really cool because we actually watched it with a delay and we were able to keep the surprise and, like... Which was kind of hard. There were I had to get on a few calls and like join the Zoom audio and say don't say don't say anything about the World Cup and (laughs) haven't watched it yet. Especially because like if because my my the France team was on it, there was a high chance that people were going to say something. Anyways, I'm sure a lot of you out there are not soccer people. Doesn't matter. It does. It this was phenomenal yeah. and and i rarely one, ever want to wait or like stay for the trophy yeah uh, celebration at yeah. the end but this one we you had, had to you had to watch Messi lift the cup we had to yeah and uh it i actually find it quite funny because like obviously if you have followed a little bit about this world cup you know that there's many reasons why a lot of people were f- really outraged and upset about this world cup and i won't go into it yet here but if you know you know and if you don't you don't really need to know but like a lot of like it's it's interesting to me that a lot of people in France actually like boycotted that watching that World Cup for many reasons. But then it's like you get to that final, you're in the finals first and foremost. You're like, okay, I kind of have to watch it. And then if this is the game, you're like, oh my god, thank God I watched it. it was like the game how of the century. it was the game of the century. So yes, uh, this was like a big event in the household in yeah. the last couple of days. It was so. amazing. It was really amazing. And my 49ers clenched their playoff spot with their third string quarterback. See, ju- this is just going back to last episode of like we're coming back to our practices. We've been watching a lot more sports in That's this one, house. Yeah. It's lovely. Yeah, it's been I nice. I love it. It's been nice. I have to say the, the 49ers nights are really nice because I don't really understand or care about American football. But I, I think I'm going to start absorbing it by osmosis. I have it's to fine. avoid the temptation of trying to tell you what they're trying to do because I Every time I do, uh, I just get frustrated trying to explain it to you. Yeah, well, (laughs) this is one of those scenarios where I think Alistair has no understanding of like how how I have no vocabulary regarding this sport. And so when you explain shit to me, (laughs) you explain it with the technical terms. And I think you're still trying to do like the baseline technical terms, but I don't know any of them. So within half a second, my eyes glaze over and I'm just like... The words don't make any sense. And because I am French, I can tune out English in the sense of like, I can like it stop making sense. The, I'm able to do that. This is and the wonderful so just, thing about soccer. It's like, it's it, we get it. There's 11 people on the field on both sides and they're trying to put the ball in the other goal. Yeah. Like very, very simple. Yeah. Right. Like Also, the, the this game does not allow for the constant rape of your brain with ads every five minutes. That, that is something that's incredible. It, it's very hard. About, like, <laughs> so particularly terrible. around football, it's like this. I think this is a game designed for ads rather than a, a rather than, than a, a yeah. game. Like it's in it the especially when you go from watching a, a soccer game to yeah. which is like there's there's. Constant action also like like I think that the fact that it's so like broken up makes me not want to pay attention. Like I don't want to watch There's something great about watching football, but I I do have to say that like the two, two and a half minute ads every five to ten minutes is is absolutely crazy. But I found I found the best way for me to engage with this, which is that I care about you and I care about your team. And therefore it's playing in on the projector in the in the room. And I am also 
watching my own content on the side, which is actually bringing me a lot of joy uh, to do. And I do that. And I also just pay attention to when you start, when you start screaming. And then I lift my head and I look at the touchdown yeah. happening and I scream with you and everyone's happy. The only way to watch football, I think, is recorded because then you can then the game instead of being like three and a half hours or whatever. It just for, for me, it just does something to my brain. Like even if you can't skip the commercials, it's like. The fact that there's always these jingles telling you that commercials are starting and now you're coming back and it's just so fragmented. It's just so fragmented. Also, as people who live out in the forest and really do a lot of work to avoid being hassled and, and heckled and advertised at all the time and yeah. brainwashed, watching football particularly because the the, the, the quality, the, the, the ads are so uh, outrageous. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and, and so they're just so Especially around Christmas Crass. time, it's really nice. Yeah, mm. so it's, it's quite a quite a culture. But I will give you this: football, baseball. These are sports. I don't know in America that like I don't know how you could understand them if you didn't. Li- they're so hard to understand. They make no they're, sense. They are both pretty, those sports, yeah, by the way, which yeah. are like I don't I don't really understand why you guys have to have such complicated games. <laughs> I'm still I still don't quite understand the fact that in baseball, the defending team is playing like what's the thing i don't that doesn't i won't get into it but i think it's actually kind of beautiful how baseball is set up but i mean honestly whenever i get to actually like whenever i sit down and and try to absorb by osmosis without all the technical jargon that makes me want to just like unplug i am able to appreciate like the beauty of the game i actually am finding myself quite inspired by watching like sport at that level regardless of the sport these days because i think like the uh the athletes and like the the competitive mentality and like the warrior aspect of it is very like fascinating to me and i told alster this i was like i wish i'm sure that exists i want a philosophy book that is actually just a collection of uh philosophical statements made by uh football or like sports commentator like broadcasters because like they say stuff sometimes i'm like oh my god that is true about life (laughs) And I can, like, that's going to change my outlook on everything. The game of life. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> a, little, a little sport sport comment, sport thing. Like, like that we talk about that? Yeah, we uh, we we took a, a trip, visited some friends this, this last weekend. They know who they are. Yeah, and um, we, we thought we'd come back to this. We also have been asked by... Um, s- someone listening to the podcast also, you know, how, how are how we our relationship with work has been evolving. Mm. Uh, and it was kind of interesting timing also because we went and s- stayed with our friends who have a very different uh, work lifestyle. They both work part-time. They're incredibly smart, intelligent people. Mm-hmm. And they both kind of found part-time work that they enjoy and, and are, are happy with. Um, and But that's it. And then they like mainly focus on living their lives. Mm-hmm. And um I don't I don't know why I don't want to put words in their mouth, but from the outside that for for from like our perspective, that's yeah. kinda how it feels, even though I'm sure they would they would describe it differently. But that's, they both take a lot of pride in what they do and, yeah. and like so not knocking that at all. But it, what has what's what's um been interesting for me to to kind of steep myself in is the work life balance that's mm-hmm. heavily skewed to life. Mm-hmm. Rather than, or or maybe just normally skewed to life oh, versus I think, ours. I think, no, I don't think it's normal uh, in a way because yeah. I think normal would True. be more like full time. Like this looks like intelligent people who've who've figured out the game <laughs> and are like, we're just gonna do the least we have to so we can slack in the most positive sense of the term. <laughs> like basically, so we can have plenty of spare time, and yeah. I, I have a lot of respect for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, and I also find it very bizarre because I just feel like I'm so not wired that way. Yeah. Um, so I find it fascinating and intriguing and, and inspiring as well. Um, and so on the kind of heels of that experience, we, we, we had a listener ask us about she, she had listened to an old episode we did about uh, what does work, what does mean, work to mean to us and um, was asking about us about that. And we thought we'd revisit the topic because this is an interesting time to do that because, you know, we're on sabbatical. So we're actively trying not to work, mm-hmm. doing an OK job of it. <laughs> uh, not the best. <laughs> we, ha- we have had it 
had people kind of laugh at the fact that this is our sabbatical. Yeah. Um, because there's still meetings. Uh, but but we've been reflecting on what what work means to us and maybe a different way to work after kind of, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a little while, having a tough year of it as mm. far as the work goes and working hard in in some objective ways, like we did have a fair amount of success with our work. Some things grew and da 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 da. But overall, really, really burnt out. And the the uh, balance was definitely out of whack. Right? Mm-hmm. We were working too much. Um, and it kind of took a life of its own halfway through the year where like we kind of overcommitted and then just found ourselves trying to kind of stay above water mm-hmm. uh, for a while. And that's led to the sabbatical where we've been kind of examining that. Yeah. And so we thought it might be an interesting question to bring back up right now. I think there's that. And like you also you also brought up the, you know, talking about self-employment. You know? I, I've, I've got this uh, I've got this idea and I'd love to hear what you guys think, listeners. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about changing the podcast name. I, I kind of tongue in cheek uh, to to uh, be self-employed and spiritual. I I still think I think there's something. I think there's there. some genius in it. I think so. It, yeah. It's obviously it's obviously a bit of a humorous title, but um, it <laughs> it's gets, like not taking ourselves too seriously. Obviously, because yeah. you because we you know that's a, of course because we do that name. most of the time anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's a good reminder for that. But but the, to me, that seems to be mainly the content of this podcast. <laughs> it's either about being self-employed. Uh, or being spiritual, being spiritual or being spiritually self-employed, like and, the spirituality of self-employment. And the, and there the, and well and there's a especially in America, those two are just merged into one, right? Like you you can o- often hear with entrepreneurs or people just saying like the most spiritual path I've taken or mm-hmm. is when I started my own business. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how many times I've heard that mm-hmm. and how many times I've probably said it myself. Mm-hmm. It, it can I've be a, a spiritual practice as well, but but interesting to note how how associate like how heavily associated work and spirituality are to, like they're the same, and yeah. I suspect that I mean that that goes back to our, that feels to me like it goes way back to the early settlers and yeah. and and probably that Puritan uh, sense of work. Yeah, as I mean, well. isn't that a thing in the Bible that says like idle hands are the devil's play things or mm. something like that. Like if you're let your hands rest and the devil's going to use them for you to do bad things or. Yeah. Well, I think we in America and, and like the Protestants and, and stuff, we, we took it to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but it's, it's a saying that I've only heard in the U S is what I'm trying right. to say. That yeah. I've only heard people yeah, in the U S. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hands smoke cigarettes. Great. Like yeah. that's awesome. You've nailed it. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> so we've yeah. been examining examining this for ourselves. I think my first honest answer is like I don't even I don't really know how I'm relating to work these days. I can I feel like things are shifting. Yeah. Um. And I've been I've, I think I've been reflecting on some of the uh, pitfalls and downsides. This is really funny because you just told me that you had a dream about pitfalls last night. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I won't go into it too much. No, 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 no. We both have had. I feel like our dream space has been quite interesting. And, and whenever we do remember our dreams and we say it to each other, it's always like, mm-hmm, it's okay, o- It's messages. obvious I'm working on things. Yeah. I'm aware of that. Um, yeah. yeah I, uh, I had some seahorse people try to trap me in a pit. <laughs> and um, I, I bested them. I did not get trapped in the pit. So. Seahorse people. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So where, where do we start this, this conversation? I don't know, dude. Like, uh, I think I I would like, I would like to, I don't know. Here's, here's a place that I can just begin to explore. Cause like, this feels like literally what I've been thinking about for weeks now, but it may be in a more, um, underwater, like subconscious way. Um, something that I'm, that I'm noticing recently is like the amount of like the difference in our in our drive like both of both you and I that just noticing the ways that you're just you you are 
constantly looking for new ideas and new projects. Even when you're resting, it's like the the idea factory is just ongoing. And at first, when when we first started this rest period, I was like trying so hard to shut everything out to just like being able to rest. And I kind of assumed that the the lack of inspiration was uh, was like due to just being burnt out, which I think is like true to some degree. But I've also been reflecting recently on like like the cultural differences between the two of us, um, which is which is kind of hard to do because I feel like I've I've espoused so many of the you know I speak the language I understand the culture the American culture and had like was already understanding it before I met you to a, to a degree, um, and and you when we met like it felt like you had your shit figured out way more than me so I just decided to like hop onto your train of like he's got this figured out I'm just gonna like travel along and and it's gonna be cool, and recently just like really questioning like. Am I even that entrepreneurial? Like, do I, am I even like really wired for that kind of self-employed hustle mentality or, or, or have I just been doing that because I thought it was a higher purpose than being just employed by someone else and getting paid and then having a life to the side that I can just like do, do my thing in and like potentially still um, exploring like spiritual offerings and creative things that I, that I might be doing to be of service to, to my community, but not in the way that um, it's currently set up. So I think like, I don't know exactly if this is like a cultural differences or also just a personality difference, but it's a hard thing for me to look at because a part of me is like, no, it's just because you're tired. Just like, it's just because you're tired. And, and that might be true, but I'm also, you know, I feel like we're recording this and I'm like, oh, we're coming up on the end of this sabbatical that we, you know, we decided how long we would we were going to take it. And also, like, I, I think I feel the need to, like, get back to grapple with the world and figure out, you know, what's going on next. But, uh, yeah, I am finding myself wondering if I actually am wired for the self-employment thing for it to be my full time gig. That doesn't mean that I don't have a little bit of like that spirit of uh, creating and 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 being being my own boss in some areas, but I, I, I so <laughs> you're catching me at a point of real questioning of like I actually don't know, and this is the first time I'm, I've even allowed myself to ask that question to myself. I think one of the things that's very apparent is just how demanding the self-employed. Uh, path is uh. it's just it's a lot e- if you it's a lot easier to work for someone else especially if and, and I think a lot of times it's probably the better move especially if you can find a niche that you like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or what you really care about is more the technical aspects of a particular practice mm-hmm. like leaving it up to someone else to figure out the business of that so you can just like kind of come in and, and do the work. Yeah. Like I'm, I've been reflecting lately on how much mind share and just energy it takes, how, how much of my psychic capacity is required to keep a business going. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot. Like it means I'm less available in a lot of different areas of my life because a lot of my creativity, it's such a, it's a huge creative of, it's a huge creative endeavor, and it means that most of my creativity is poured into the business, and I often don't have a lot left yeah. outside of it. Yeah. Um, so that that's been something I've been I've been just mulling over is just how much psychic energy it requires to to be self employed to mm-hmm. to do the thing and to like improve your craft, but then also to do the books and the marketing and all the business admin and all the different, you know, uh, employees, partners, all the stuff that's extraneous to, to like actually doing the work. Yeah. And yeah. And that stuff never is like, I feel like that just, you can't, you can't like walk away from that. Yeah. It's, it's always there. I think I am, it does seem to fit somewhat with my personality for better or worse, because I, I tend to 
not be able to leave work at work anyway. Like, I don't know. At least that's... I feel like you've only ever worked in scenarios that would not allow you to work. That's true. To leave work at that's work. true. But you, I, you I've probably... always felt fairly... Like, I like to be fully engaged. I, I like the creative challenge of it in yeah. a lot of ways. Um, but I, I have been, like, more gra- like exploring, well, I don't know, shifting things in my mind. Because I, I can see how, even for me, like, self-employment has become a religion. Mm. And I'm definitely uncomfortable with that. Obviously, we don't need to get paid to be doing our work, right? First mm-hmm. off, like nod to all the mothers out there and all the the parents and, and stuff. But but um, it doesn't. We don't have to be paid for it. I think it's something. It's quite another challenge to also make it your livelihood. Mm-hmm. And. I, I've just been I've been exploring a lot of the ways that I've kind of drank my own Kool-Aid and been like, this is the way and kind of playfully being like, OK, well, instead of it being like the main focus, could it be one of a few focuses? And what is actually the work? What What is what are the primary? What is the vision that you're you're serving? Because I, I think the other thing you, um, about being attracted to being self-employed or being entrepreneurial or doing your own thing is it, it can, if you're not careful, you, it can be just an avenue to serve yourself rather than something greater. Like the, these are tricky things to explore. I don't feel like I'm doing a great job of no, it. No, I think you are. I think, I mean, and I mean, it's, I think it's, it's obvious to the listeners that this is, these are things that we're actively thinking about right now, which after four years of podcasting and close to 200 episodes, I think we both realize that those are the episodes that we have the most juice for. And there's a de- there's a delicate balance of talking about talking to talking about things when they're present and also not, you know, completely talking about them when we have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. But I think that in this case, these are topics that we've been exploring together and separately for a few weeks, if not longer. Um one of the ways that I relate to what you were saying about, about this, like serving, like it can become just serving yourself is I think that what I've been doing a lot this, the, the end of the, the year here is like looking at all the, the stories and beliefs that I have about everything, like, and realizing, like noticing how fucking seriously I'm taking myself all the time. Like how seriously I'm taking myself. Like I am so important what I'm doing is so important. And to some degree, I am very special. And like realizing that some of that, like, I think I, I'm only speaking for me, which is very hard to do because I feel like for this entire journey, it's been Alistair and Julie Roxanne. And like, I'm trying to notice my side of it and recognizing that it doesn't have to mean anything for your side, right? Like this, which is feels also like a challenge and one of the things we're navigating this this time in our marriage yippee fun times to be alive and just noticing how some of the like aspects of being self-employed and the all-consuming aspects of that were consuming a lot of my life to the point that like Going to spend a weekend in the city to do something fun for our birthday felt felt like this. Oh, we're normal. We're doing normal people things, and I think I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm like, is this? That's weird. That 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 this is the life I'm choosing because I don't actually know. I feel like it was. It's like almost this like at martyr energy of like well. I'm going to spend my whole life working for my principles and my values because I believe in them. And in the mean, but I'm going to do it with the energies that I'm actually go, that I'm actually recognizing as nefarious to the world or like, you know, like it's like saying, Oh, the value that I'm serving is that we all need to slow down and, but doing it in a way where I actually am not living a slow life at all. And not actually enjoying the small pleasures of like, like basically really looking at myself in the mirror this end of the year and being like, am I really walking the walk or have I just been talking the talk? Well, and I'm not, this is not to say that I'm looking at everything I've done in a critical light, because I do think that 
it's not like, oh, everything we did was I did was wrong and totally need to change. I'm just like noticing that there's a there's there 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 needs to be a pivot time right now. And I think that's one of the beautiful opportunities of being able to be self-employed or or kind of pursue like build a business or whatever, because I constantly ask myself that question. Am I living the values that I'm mm. I'm trying and I'm trying to inject into this company or espouse at this company. And the answer most of the time is like, no. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, not not fully, at least. Like, I'm trying to. And this business is my effort for myself as well to live these. So, mm-hmm. like, I there's... But but it's a, a lot of... When, the business often is a projection of ideals that I'm also trying to embody and it's, I feel like a way for me to work toward that. And so I constantly am being like, okay, well, particularly like wild within, I'm like, is this, does my life reflect what, what I, what I'm trying to do over here? And, and that I find is actually a powerful reflection mm. and it's kind of the business is like helping me also grow into that because I think a lot of times with business, we have to pretend we're somewhere we're not to get it started at all, right? Yeah. Like the fake it till you make it. There's some truth to that. Like you have to pretend you are this person before you are that person. It's like this leap we have to take. And I think something valuable about that is in the pretending we start becoming. And so the business can be a reflection of our deals that kind of leads us to become them more. I think actually through starting a business, I've actually become the things that I envisioned Mm -hmm. in the business. Mm -hmm. And that's been a really, at times, really wonderful and amazing experience to realize like on a previous retreat, like, holy shit, I am doing the thing that like I've been trying to do for years and I'm actually stepping into that role and being like received in that role. So I've in that way I've found it can be a powerful tool for personal growth. That being said, I really resonate with the I'm special thing. I, I've known for me for a long I remember I used to go to a used to sit at a Zendo in San Diego. I think it was the San Diego Zen Center. And um in something there was something they said during our meditations near oftentimes at the end uh, I was like, no one's special to be it was one line there's more lines but that one always hit me hard no mm-hmm. one's special to be mm-hmm. and like when I felt it I could it really provided a lot of relief and through f- experiencing that over and over again and s- still to this day it it really showed me how much of the time I thought I was someone special and I had to be someone special. And I wonder to what degree, I think a lot of us, when we go into founding a company or or going off on our own, there is, a, at least for me, and I suspect it's for others too, is like there is a, a, speci- a belief of specialness, right? Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing this thing. Mm-hmm. Like there, I feel like it's almost some of the psychic energy you need to make such a monumental effort. You, to to get it going, to yeah. go from like zero to one. I've been reflecting a lot on that. It's like, where do those psychic resources come from to attempt something as crazy as that? Like, because it's, it's so much work, right? If it's going to pay, it's, I mean, for, in, in most cases, it's going to take a long time and you're going, you're going to be, you're going to be working in all sorts of areas. You're, you're not, comfortable with and and most of the time you're probably going to meet be met with failure rather than success and it's like what what gets a person to do that or in my question what is what drove me to do that Mm -hmm. and this is this has been part of a dismantling process that i think has been happening this year because i've been recognizing that a lot of not great belief systems and programming has led to that and i i can for example, I'll identify just a few that I've noticed, but one is this, I'm special mm-hmm. and I have something special to offer the world. And another one is, well, um, I, I meant, I, when I kind of 
started working in the business world, I was mentored by entrepreneurs. And I was programmed. Like, that was a very malleable time in my life. And I spent five years just really in it in startups and by two entrepreneurs that were ultimately very successful. And there was a lot of programming that happened that I'm still trying to like Mm -hmm. deprogram. So there's like a lot of programs that are running that aren't really mine. Mm -hmm. And also I've noticed the ways trauma has, I think trauma can be that psychic energy or event that, that can really propel you in, in, into it and give you the energy you need because otherwise I think it'd be much easier to quit and do something else. And, and, you know, I don't think they're all negative, but I am noticing a lot of the ones that at this moment I'm feeling I'm really grappling with to let go of, because Mm -hmm. I think in a lot of ways they're running roughshod. Like they're actually not at this point, they're not good for the business. They're Mm -hmm. not good for me either. And Mm -hmm. they're, they're actually causing a lot of suffering uh, that I've been able to identify. But there are also, I think for, for me, Another one that's very compelling is um, a vision. There's a vision that's, it. if these ones are pushing, the vision might be pulling. It's hard to describe, but there is an internal vision of what I'm trying to move toward with the work mm-hmm. that, that keeps kind of egging me on and, and, and causing me to get up and, and go for it. So there's, there's these interesting psychic forces at play, I think, for the, the self-employed and the entrepreneurials and and I, I am at a, I have recognized over this year how much I've identified with being self-employed because we're in a place where things have been challenging and uh, it's forced me to say like, look, I really need to be able to broaden my perspective. Like I need to be more open to how to navigate this because this is hard. And if I try to go in uh, with this like pretty rigid set of beliefs and mindsets, like and just like try to just continue to do it better, better, you know, like just kind of double down on the strategy. Mm-hmm. So it's been very obvious this year for me. It's like, that's not going to work. That's why you're here <laughs> yeah. at this moment is because that that's no longer working. And you do it again, you're just going to like, you're going to fail more epically. And I feel like part of the softening this year for me has been, okay, you need to loosen up your mind. You need to loosen up just not just your mind, your heart, like your your way of being and be open to different ways. Be open to what work means. It doesn't mean that like that you manage to stay self-employed so you can tell everyone you're self-employed and you can give the special gift to the world and you can be the man. Like I recognize some of those those impulses and stories running that yeah. are like the the hero, the heroic, the heroic story right Mm -hmm. the martyr story i think the hero is often becomes the martyr yeah and it's it's like okay well what what is the work for you what is important to you because there's many ways to do that and you're going if you if you don't recognize that if you don't let go of some of these things these 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 programs or this these rigid ways of thinking about it you're, you're going to break you have broken and that's led me to like really look at it and kind of take the self-employed thing off the pedestal a bit and be like, all right, <laughs> that's not that important. Like what's much more important is like quality of life, ability to continue to continue to renew the energies that allow me to to offer whatever I have to offer and serve. I think what's important is act, like impact. So like there's a lot of different ways to serve the the values and the things that I think are important and actually maybe trying to do it yourself or run a business. It might not actually be the most effective way to do that. It might not be the most efficient way to do that. I think that's where that's that's where I'm finding myself personally is like not only do I wonder if I'm cut out for the self-employed it's and I feel like there's a difference here because I feel like I would love to have like a private practice of some sort you know like I've always been interested in in offering body work I feel like some some like one-on-one work uh which to some degree is self-employed but also it's like 
there's not really a lot to create or invent. You just you show up and you do the thing. I, I it's hard for me to to really understand what's going on with this like creative energy. But I, I feel like um, if I'm like really looking at it, part of what's happening is that I think that I I have over poured my creative energy over the last few years, thinking that it was this like endless thing that I could just you know endlessly give or 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 expand and i don't i don't find that i have a lot of that right now and and i don't i think it's going to take a while for it to come back but i'm also like when it does i feel like i want my my creative energy to go in a different direction like i don't i feel like one aspect for me is like i want to be able to live my life like i don't want my life to revolve around my work and and i think that on a deeper level, what that means for me is that I think that my values and what I stand for, which have been refined and explored through this process of like doing, being very intensely focused and kind of driven and serious and like kind of taking myself seriously, like that happened because I was taking myself seriously. I think I'm at a point where I'm just like wanting to take myself a little less seriously and and remembering that like the true impact of my life, the true legacy that I'm going to leave behind when my life is done is not going to be in my body of work alone. It's going to be in perhaps, yes, somebody, some body of work, some way that I engage with my community and with people that I care about. But I don't think it's going to be looked at as work. It's just going to be looked at as like my life. And, and so I have, it's interesting to it's interesting to bring this back to the original, like to the topic that we're exploring today, because I vividly remember recording that episode in like, what does it mean to work three years? What does work mean to us three years ago? And my definition of work was shifting back then, because I feel like I was shifting from a work was something that you go do for someone else to, you know, work is something you do for yourself. And and like self-employment is actually work and like that work can also be expanded to to encompass to to mean your life as well, right? Like we I remember that these were the topics that we were exploring back then and I feel like I'm almost on like 3 years later I'm like I I want to focus on my life. And have work that supports my life, and whatever that means throughout the throughout my the, the 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 many more decades that I have, hopefully. But just like remembering that my values and what I what I really truly believe in, and like the legacy that I want to leave behind, is not just going to be through a vessel of work. Yeah, is uh, sounds and, to me a little bit like what you're saying is like having work support life rather than life support work. Yes. Which is, I think, one of the traps we seem to be falling into quite a lot in the West, right? Is mm-hmm. in whatever way, like it could be, you, you could get be self-employed to avoid that trap and still fall into it. Or you could be, you know, employed. You, you could be taking the highest paying job you could so that you could get out of that trap early and then you're working a hundred hours a a week. And and there's a lot of different way. I think a lot of us intuitively sense like, wait a second, the general are the general attitude toward work in this country is, is ass backwards. Like it's not life to support. Like we don't give our lives to support the work. Yeah. It's the, the work supports life. And I think, when you see anyone that's been wildly creative and really left a mark in any field, it's because they've got that right. Like no matter how much their work might encompass their, their life, it supports their life too. It supports life in general. Yeah. I think most, most of the time, or, and then maybe that goes for work that's worth doing. I keep thinking, I think I mentioned this on a, on a recent podcast, but um, I'm reading Thomas Berry and you, or no, uh, it, it was in a different podcast series, uh, with, with an elder and he actually defined, uh, work as, I think he defined it as like, it's based on, it's what's hardest for you to do personally. It's whatever is takes, mm. takes the most effort for you to do. Mm-hmm. 
So that means, you know, work can be very different for person to person, but it's that area that yeah. is hardest for, for you to do that. That's, that's, that's work. But I, I keep thinking about something else he said just about how, I think it was him. I, I'm not sure where this is coming from, but it's from reflecting on this is, is how when, when settlers showed up to this country, there was an obvious contrast with the first people's and the Native Americans that lived here, where like they didn't work all day, all day, no, nor did they have any interest in doing that. They their work supported their life, and once it was done, they lived. Yeah, that's really that's really like stayed with me. Yeah, yeah. Because because we're, we're like we go through school, and most of us go through school, it, like it's university, but really it's vocational school, like or like not. It's really it, they're training you for a job, right? Like. So our, our education into our sometimes into our like late twenties or even thirties is oftentimes a, like preparing us for for a job. Well, it's just it's giving it's it's basically. I mean, this is the way school is designed: is that it takes the kids off of the plate of the parents all day, so that the parents can go to work. This is what school has become. I'm not sure it's how it was always designed. Well, I think I think education is not that. Yeah. I think there's a big difference and I think this is why there's such a big return to like homeschooling and unschooling and these are definitely things that I have been interested interested in and I remember talking to you about this. It's so funny sometimes to reflect on the early days of our relationship. Something else has been coming up more recently as we've had a space that's ours that's big enough to call a home uh or not the camper was a home but like a home that doesn't move and that's that has walls for me a huge aspect of my work is homemaking and and tending to the home and tending to the house and in keeping the grid the energetic spiritual grid of the house alive and that looks like you know maintaining a structure of the day that flows with meals and making sure that we're stocked and having nice artsy stuff and cleaning and making sure that the house is kept up. And it, it's really like a, a nest and a temple energy too. It's like tending the temple. And it feels particularly important now, but it feels even more important in preparation of when we'll have a family because I th like, and this is what I was going to say when I went into the like constellation mode and my, my mind went in many different directions is like, I think part of the reason why this is turning out for me to be a huge part of work. And, and I'm just noticing that like, if I were to go work full time anywhere or when we were walking full time, working full time, running the business, doing a bunch of retreats, going on trainings, and like also trying to generally run life, I didn't feel like I was standing at home. I felt like I was surviving. Like making dinner was an afterthought. It was something that I did at the very end of the day when I was exhausted and I already was starving. And I made the easiest, quickest, quickest thing possible. Still nourishing, still good. I'm a chef, but like not nearly to the degree of like, care and love that I think is important for a happy household. And I was listening to a podcast the other day where the woman, it was like a partner, like husband and wife combo talking and the, uh, the woman is full-time mom and, and, and home tender. And, uh, and he was like, how would you feel if I told you to go get a full-time job? And she was like, who would take care of my house? Cause like, and who would take care of the children? Like that's so I think for me, I'm I'm feeling my orientation moving towards that being my higher purpose than like anything else. And I think that sometimes, especially recently, that feels like it's hard because it, it feels like it's at odds with your values or like that we don't. I don't know if we're working for the same things anymore sometimes. And and I think that we're like in process of, you know, like coordinating and tuning our violins together. And it's just taking taking a bit of time. But and yeah, so just going back to this like idea of education, for instance, I think like child rearing is probably gonna be my biggest job ever. And that's fine by me. Like that's I'm happy that this is gonna be my legacy. Like I don't really care about any other form of legacy. 
but I'm I'm sure it will also happen because by 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 the way that I operate in the world. But I think a lot of my my desire for a lot of the things that I consider work are actually just like having a life. And recently, in the last like three years, it hasn't. It's felt like our work has has been so all pervasive that like there's there was no life you know I, I remember conversations with you just feeling like when I had a day off not even knowing what to do with myself I think it's important to to also bring in a sense of stages of work into this conversation because it obviously mm. you know in the beginning at different times it's it's going to change I think we're at a point also where we develop some skill sets yes. we we know our values we're not faking it till we make it, you know. Yeah. Um, we we have solid things to offer and we have some momentum in, in some of that. Yeah. And so it, it definitely calls for a reevaluation. I, I, I think some of, you know, some of what you're describing has its time and place. If, if you want to go this route, sometimes that's the, that's the sacrifice you're going to make, right? It's like to get something off the ground, it's, it's going to take a lot of effort. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like sometimes when you and I got into this conversation these days, there's an adversarial af- aspect where, like, I'm criticizing the way things have been. But that's not really what I'm doing. I appreciate that you're talking about the stages of work because I think it's that's the that's probably the most relevant conversation is not that what we did three years ago was wrong or what we what we thought three years ago was wrong. It's just like life is just a lot of different stages and it's constantly evolving and our perspectives are constantly changing there's a i think there's a saying in french that i don't think i've ever heard in english which is like only an idiot doesn't ever change his mind Mm -hmm. and like i feel like it's not even a a matter of changing my mind it's just like feeling the different stages of life and what what wondering being in relationship to life such that when the when the winds of change come being able to like sniff and like ask what what pivots is are required from us. And so it's it's being more maybe malleable. I don't know. I know that I kind of interrupted you, so I want you to <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted to bring I think I just wanted to remind like bring some perspective to how these in some way I think this is like a dialectic. It's like you do one thing and then mm-hmm. you do that for a while and then you realize okay, I've I've gone way out of balance mm-hmm. on this side. How do I correct that? And and then you swing, right? And like, and some to some degree, we have to navigate. We're holding opposite opposites, right? Like we're holding. There's tension, right? And like, I think when we do it well, we're able to hold two things that are that feel mutually exclusive or feel opposing, mm-hmm. right? I actually think we do this fairly. We're doing. I think we're doing this better and better yeah. in our marriage of being able to hold those opposing poles for now, na- like. Uh, in in our life and not like trying not to just swing one way and be like one way is right one way is wrong Mm -hmm. kind of being crucified by them right and allowing I I think it's through that kind of suffering with them or like being between the the poles that something else can emerge that's transcendent that actually incorporates the two mm-hmm. and then you do it again right it's another dialectic and and you it's a, so there i think it is a do something respond to it do something respond to it yeah, like yeah. there there is that that going on we're we're trying to figure it out i wanted to maybe like taking this back to to work is i, I mean I, I guess i'm asking myself like what future am i trying to bring about because a, a lot of times Especially lately, I've been reflecting on, wow, this is a long-term game, right? This is not about the success of a particular business. It's important that I'm sustained in these things and and can live a, um, hopefully a good life in a lot of ways, because that's also important to continue the work. But like, what future am I trying to bring about? Like, and you got to that with the with the children thing. I, I do think about our children and and that aspect of it. So it's that's definitely part of it. And I also, I think a lot about, and so often the work is internal, I externalize it, but like, I feel like a lot of my work on this planet revolves around shifting my consciousness and, and, and our, our relationship with the natural world. 
and, and how we relate to it. And like, as soon as it becomes odd, it's like, yeah, maybe the business helps do that, but this is a long game and it's going to require resilience. And it also requires that I'm able to stay in the game. Mm -hmm. Another way of saying it is I feel like a, a, the work in some ways for me outside of like, and the family fits into this too, but is almost like the, it's, it does feel a little bit like the rebels and the empire. Mm. Um, not that it's that dualistic, but I, I do think it is to some degree, it is resisting uh, a cultural norm that I think is destructive and that I think is, is degrading our humanity and shifting into a more generative life sustaining way of life. And like, of course that like, I'm working that out for myself mm -hmm. at the same time as I'm, I'm also trying to, as I, as best I can help collectively yeah. with that. But I, I think there, that's a large part of what I feel like is the work is, is shifting into a different way of being than I feel like the culture is going. Yeah. I, I think that's, it's interesting to hear you talk about this because I feel like you, that vision that you have, that like mission is, is so vivid or an importance and, and it seems like it's guiding, it's more important than everything else in your life. And, uh, it's making me realize like in my own journey, like currently, I think I've, I've also hit a point of where I did feel really like passionate about a vision and a mission and very like tight around it. Just like feeling like it was just like a rocket fuel or something like that. That was just like driving me forward. And I feel like uh, recently I've just, it's not that I don't, that I, that I don't, that I don't have that mission or that thing, but I'm also like, yeah. And I also need to live my life. And I also need to just live my life. Like I can't, like I, I think I had, that goes with this, like taking myself so seriously. Right. And I'm not saying that this is what you're doing at all. I was just using it as a prompt for reflecting on, my own journey with that. But I think that this, this like work and vision and mission of mine had become so important and serious and big. And it, it kind of inflated me yeah. to believe that like, this is, this is the, this is the game. And this is like, I'm only going to stop when I've won or whatever. And like I, recently I'm just like, yeah. And I also just need to live my life and kind of like, hope for the best. And like, I'm not going to save humanity or, you know, I can only have the impact that I have when I'm feeling healthy and supported and in community. And, and I think that these, these things, this is probably the, the most important things for me right now to redirect is realizing that I need to be healthy and I need to feel supported. I don't and see, I, need to be in I don't see how those are out of line with that vision at all, personally. No, I'm not saying that they are. I'm just saying that with the seriousness that I had, like taken myself and like the heroic, like yeah. I'm going to infuse, I'm going to do my shit. It's like I am, I am realizing that this is not those th that mission is not going to happen in the way that it that I thought it was going. Well, I think to happen. It, I think it has like. A good dose of humility goes exactly. a long yeah, way yeah. with that kind of mission, right? This is not saving the this world. This is where I'm at. It's like I'm still eating the humble pie is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I'm trying to communicate that to the listener. And, and that's part of the work too, right? Is being humbled by it, recognizing our limits and and being like water and no like and recognizing when uh maybe there's a different way a different way to go. Recognizing when maybe it's, you know, taking that part-time job or or working for someone else or moving into starting your own thing. Like, yeah, I, I think that that flexibility to move where the work is calling you, where spirit is calling in yeah. that way, which is not as easy as it sounds because like, like I, I'm reflecting on, you know, we're four years into wild within at this point, I've put so much energy into it and so much of my identity into it. And now realizing like we're at a point where it's like, okay, well, if this is going in whatever form this is going to continue, I also have to let go. I, I have to kind of unfuse my identity from this thing. It's its own thing. And I have to let go of my expectations. I have to like let go of my personal ambition for this project. Mm -hmm. 
And also look at some of the ways that it was never super righteous. Like I, I also, I studied finance uh, at college and I've always been attracted to business because of the, the promise of profit. Mm. And this is one of those like contradictions that I've been struggling with lately because I also think that's a lot of what is uh, causing havoc um, is this, this limitless profit mm-hmm. um, incentive. That, that we have. And I also recognize how it's incentivized me, which is a, is just kind of a weird place to be. And so again, like kind of staying between opposites with that, I think. I think I like, I, I what you, what you just said about like listening to spirit and being able to flow. I think I also am like, I'm in a, I'm at a point where part of me, <laughs> part of me is like, I think I, 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 I feel called to get a part-time job. I feel like it feels light and like, it feels like that's what spirit is, is moving me to do. Although I'm still chewing on it and like not acting. But it's also interesting because a part of me is like, I feel like I also need to get a part-time job just to remember that it's possible because I've put myself in such an interesting silo of like self-employment I have a business and I'm going to in, in like that. I feel like it's no longer possible that there's no backup option, that there's no way to pivot or flow out and, and, and back in too, like flowing with it and like letting myself be guided instead of like the rigidity of like how to basically like allowing myself to move about my life with curiosity and openness with like the steadfastness of of like knowing what my values are yeah and i was what gonna I point wanna... that out too there's the resilience of the mountain right but then there's like the flexibility of yeah, the yeah. water and it's like it's it's how do we embody both sides of that how do we hold to those values and that vision mm-hmm. and how do we be flexible and let it and let it be carved and like you know i'm almost imagining how water over time, not only does water flow to the to the lowest point, but it also carves the rock from mm-hmm. which it flows. Mm-hmm. So there's like there's a dialogue that happens there. It's yeah. not just one one sided. Yeah. And I think both are called for, right? We we have to be able to be flexible and and move in the ways that that's, I, that that spirit's calling, and we also have to be able to continue to hold a, a vision for the future. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. And for being here. Yeah. As you can tell, uh, it is a stage of active grappling for us. (laughs) (laughs) And some tension. Yeah. I think that this is just just how it is. And like having kind of accepting the, the, the grappling and some of the tension. I think that something we've we felt I felt a lot in the past from our relationship is that so much of the growth and so much of our life and our awesome life is created by the fact that you and I are are different and and there's tension sometimes Mm -hmm. and it's that friction that creates um healthy a healthy life creates heat yeah it also I feel like we should we could do a whole episode on this around because because the marriage container Mm. um I think is really it's really powerful for allowing us to hold different perspectives or to disagree and yeah. to work that out over a lot of time. Yeah, I think that's definitely a topic. I'm it's also challenging. It. Makes marriage hard. Yeah, it makes it hard. <laughs> I think it would be much nicer just to to like agree on everything. Yeah, like to 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 have one side win. You know, like it would be it would be nice if that was my side. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? Like, not to, like, be it's in okay. the... It's okay. It's okay. I'll let you believe that because I think my side's going to win in the end. So. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying that I want my... Like, that I think my side should win. I'm just saying it'd be easier if if, if my side did win. No, okay. So that I didn't have to grapple to with hold the... hold the tension. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I know what you're Marriage. saying. It's, it's honestly been it's quite tough. interestingly painful. <laughs> in, in all the best of ways. It's a crucible. Well, as always... You know how to support this podcast. It is the holiday season. Be cool. 
uh, do something to help us out.、Yeah. You know how to do it. I'm gonna tell you real quick. All I want for Christmas is a new review. A new review! That's a great.、Hey, uh, all I want for Christmas is a new review.、Um, okay.、Uh, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs>、uh, yeah, do that if you feel called. The other things you can do is you can support us on Patreon.、Um, we have like a $3 tier, and you can even do less or more, whatever you want. And、uh, you can do a monthly thing. I do my best to every so often do little like messages and behind the scenes and little private letters to our Patreon. But really, you know that you're supporting this podcast.、Uh, and you can do so at patreon.com slash the far out couple. Just a, a fun, like, quick fact、um, it costs over, just in, in money alone, it costs over、uh, $2,500 a year to keep this podcast going. Oh my God. Damn,、yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. And that's not including like time and energy. Interesting. That's, that's just cold, hard cash. Wow. Well, so、good. if you become a patron, you help us、uh, you... foot the bill on that. Yeah. yeah. I believe in our show notes, we also have a link to provide a one time donation if you want to do that. I know sometimes I prefer to do that to support creators that I appreciate. So、um, this is also a good time to do that in the holidays. We have a PayPal link in there. So、yeah. check it out. And the last thing you can do is you can buy some cacao. Make yourself happy in this coming year and、uh, buy yourself a block of cacao, and you will. It'll change your life. It'll change your life. You'll、yeah. get cacao. You'll support. You'll meet the、uh, woman、local. of your dreams <laughs> or the man, whatever. You get married. Well, that's what you want. That, think about that. <laughs> think about it real think hard. Think hard. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't think hard enough about it. <laughs> I don't think you can. I don't think you can. It's、no? like thinking hard about parenting. You can't just can't. Yes. So, the link to that is also in the show notes. I feel like I should have thought harder about、oh、it. <laughs> we'll obviously have to do an episode about this topic. Help! I'm stuck! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is the last episode of the year 2022. We, we love you. We Thank love you, you for being here、Thank、with us this、so、year. And、here. Happy New Year. Happy New Year! Happy New Year!